Hi there, it's me, Brett Fish, and welcome to another episode of Out of the Fishbowl, or as they are calling it, Ootf. Nobody, nobody is calling it that yet, but they might. Anyway, they say that the most painful experience in life, well, at least in the medium range of uncomfortable life experiences, is stepping barefoot on a piece of Lego, which makes me think of community gardens. And so we're going to be looking a little bit deeper at that in an episode that I call... Episode 5, Walking on Lego. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yet, we live in a world that typically extols the virtues of doing it by yourself or making it all about you. So back to the Lego. A small, solitary piece of Lego lying on the ground can be one of the most random things. But, out of place, on its own, under your unsuspecting foot, and suddenly, major pain and catastrophe. Lego is meant to be pieced together. And so when you see an incredible, majestic Lego creation, I'm thinking a Star Wars Death Star or the Millennium Falcon, you never think about that individual piece of Lego or the little pieces of Lego that make it up. You look at the whole, you look at the creation, you look at the finished product. And that brings me to community gardens. And I want to explain that by way of a story. And so sometime after the worldwide pandemic sent us all into lockdown, a retired woman whose name is Halema Easton, living in Plumstead, decided to start a garden in front of her garden wall. And so Creating Eden was launched as various people were inspired by Halema's garden and asked her to help them start their own. Now that story entered our lives as my wife Valerie discovered it and started toying with the idea of starting one on the other side of our wall. I think our garden was number four or maybe number five. But since then, Halema and her crew have been adding a garden a week outside a hospital, on the edge of a local park, and in front of many people's homes. Now, Val's garden was set up with the idea that food is free. And I think that's the idea for most of the gardens that have been set up. That anybody, rich or poor, from the area or passing through it, gets to eat the food that grows there. The garden itself is an invitation. Come and eat. Come and take what you need. And so beyond just a way of supplying a little bit of extra sustenance for those in and around the community, it also invites a new way of thinking around a number of topic. It's in it or topics. It invites us to think differently about space. It invites us to think differently about food, about sharing, about what community can and might look like. Here's the thing though, when Val was contemplating the garden idea, I strongly advised her to go with the number one rule of youth leading, which is this, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. 
Now, there's a caveat to that rule that says if the thing you're doing is a good thing to be doing, this isn't free reign rule to just do what you want and then ask for forgiveness. But it's if you have an idea and you believe it's a good idea, but you you think that if you start asking people or start telling people about it, there's going to be somebody who's lived in the area for 30 years and doesn't like change, who says, no, that's not going to be a good idea. And somebody's going to shoot it down before it even gets going. And so sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. And this is the thinking. Don't give people permission to be against an idea simply because it's change or, or something different or something new. Give them a visual story to be inspired by. And that's what these gardens have done. All over Southfield and Plumstead and Deep River where we live, you can barely drive down a street without seeing a sign that says Creating Eden and the knowledge that Halema and her team have been there to help set it up and that people in the neighborhood are now planting and taking care of and watering the gardens that have sprung up all around. A visual story is inspiring so many people. I remember in the early days where we had a hose fed through a hole in our garden wall and Val would be on the other side watering the garden. I'd just be on our side turning the water on and off. And every single day without fail, people would stop to speak to Val. I remember one guy on a motorbike drove past and then came all the way back just to ask What's going on? What's happening here? And so people in the community started to pay attention. People started to get excited. People started to to drop off plants to add to the garden. And people started to to share tools and to, to come and take photos of the garden. People started to own the garden, even though they'd done nothing to make it happen. It was their garden. This is our community garden. And so the visual story started and continues to inspire many people. If you model it, they will come. And so modeling, inspiring, attainable opportunities, rather than trying to inspire people with words and ideas. And don't get me wrong on this, because I think both are important. I want this to be a both and, that there are times when we need to inspire people with words and ideas and dreams and and visions. But I do think it's super powerful when you model an inspiring, attainable opportunity. And so you don't have to tell people about it because they see it. They see it in action or they see it in the stories that they start to hear or start to witness. The story of Chalema's gardens have been in a lot of the newspapers. And so they are going beyond just the area of Plumstead and Deep River and Southfield and, and, and spreading around the country. As people see a story that is inspiring and go, I can do that. I can plant a garden. I can give someone else the ability to plant a garden. I can buy some seeds. I can share my tools. I can put some money towards this thing. And so the question that I want to leave us with, with this episode is what are you part of that is bigger than you? And that can happen in a number of ways. One of the most exciting ways is it doesn't have to be a vision or dream of something that you start because these stories are happening all over the place. Especially during pandemic, we've seen people having to get creative with food making, with garden making, with, with mask making, all these kind of things, with different programs of, of feeding people in communities, with ways of, of getting data to people so that they can zoom into calls, with ways of collaborating with other organizations so that we can do things together. And so what are you part of that is bigger than you? That might look like volunteering. It might look like funding. 
helping support through giving a little bit of money each month to a person or an organization or family or group that is doing good stuff. It might be by supporting. It might be by cheerleading on social media, being the person that shares the links, that tells the stories, that writes the blog posts, that takes the pictures, that that says, hey, everyone, look here. Here's an amazing idea. This is something that's working. This is something that is inspiring. Come and get involved. Do this in your own space. And so don't settle for being a piece of Lego, one indiscriminate piece of plastic lying around on the floor waiting to stub somebody's toe, waiting to be stood on. Rather, find something that's bigger than you and get involved in one or many of those ways. Find out what's happening in your area that that you can walk to when when things are a little bit safer that you can volunteer at. Maybe it's an old age home down the road where you go and, and read stories to people that are lonely. Maybe it's by doing a voice note of a story onto your phone and sending that to a school that is looking for stories or looking for creative ways to tell stories. There are so many ideas. The ideas aren't important. What's important is that each of us is part of something that is bigger than us.